there's like a blind, like everything is going to work out. And this is something that I was kind of grappling with throughout our mastermind because you focus so much on like mindset work, believing in yourself that like it is going to work out. But also that kind of can work, but only if you do the deeper piece of it too. If it's just the like positivity, it doesn't have like legs. It doesn't have like a foundation. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. All right. On today's podcast episode, I have two previous people that have been in my mastermind over the last round. And I think we're all already kind of getting just like talking and reconnecting about how much has shifted and changed in all of our lives over the time. So I'm super excited to introduce you to Tori and Leah. You guys want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little more about you? My name's Leah. I'm a wedding videographer. My company is a lost epic. I've been in business since technically since 2015, but I've been freelancing since 2010. So it's been a long time and you would think that I know what I'm doing by now, but no, I still needed <laughs> I still needed Elizabeth to keep me on track. I think that's the beauty though, is that we all still do. Like no matter what level, like even if you don't need it, like you also, you get to have it, you know, that it just feels good to have that support, even myself included. Like I still am in it too. So Go ahead, Tori. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My name is Tori. I use they, them pronouns. And I actually have three businesses. I am a wedding harpist, Asheville Harpist on Instagram. And I am a fine art painter and I'm also a graphic designer. And so I worked on all three of those businesses over the course of... <laughs> my mastermind with with you, Elizabeth. Yeah. And that was a wild ride. Take a minute and just like remember back to before making the decision to join, if you can, if you can just like remember like what that version of you is like and like what kind of fears and doubts you had just about business or what, how you were feeling about your business or life. Can you remember back to what that looked like, Tori? Yeah. So I was about like six months before I found your stuff, your like ads and things, I had just quit a job that I was working, a corporate job that I had gotten because of the pandemic. And I had had my last straw and I was like, I'm done. I'm going back to music and art full time. And I gave myself kind of a timer of like, okay, I need to figure out how to make this work for me over the next like year and a half. And at least like replace that income. <laughs> and 
uh, it was, yeah, it was like six or maybe a little bit less months since that had happened. And I was getting back into weddings and I was trying to find some resources because what I was doing was definitely not enough to support me and my life and my bills and everything. I was charging like $350 for a wedding. And it's kind of funny now because I, now that I have been in like Sebastian and like sought out different education things, I get a lot of it on my Instagram feed now. But yours was one of the first <laughs> that I came across. And I joined your art of booking initial free call thing. And I was like, I don't know. This is like, this seems really expensive. I was like, I don't know who this person is. She's really excited. And like, <laughs> is this a pyramid scheme? I don't know. <laughs> But I actually, I talked to my dad about it because I was trying to get his input and I was surprised, but I went with his advice because he said, one of the best things you can ever invest in is education, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to your business. And so I was like, okay, I'll figure out, (laughs) we'll figure this out. This was in like January or February. And so that was really like, at the beginning of 22, I was like, I'm going to have everything figured out by the end of this year, which is never how that works. But I was... I had that intention and that goal. And so I decided to jump in. Yeah. Do you remember how you were feeling about doing all of that? Like before having the support and before and choosing to invest in having support and coaching? It had never really occurred to me to do coaching in that sense. When I started performing in terms of music, which was kind of my first job, I would play weddings and stuff when I was a teenager in high school. But all of the business side of it advice had just come through whatever my music teacher had said, which tended to be pretty sparse. (laughs) And I felt like I was making everything up as I was going. And I felt like I was kind of flailing. (laughs) Yeah. How different did that feel once you had the support? Like I felt like I had a place to kind of land and ask questions that I had that I at first didn't even know. Like the questions that I had, I didn't even think I could have until I had like the support and the place to say, actually, this thing is coming up and I don't know what to do about it. And I don't know what this means. There have been a couple things that have changed over the course of the mastermind. You asked me kind of recently about how I felt about the word CEO. Mm-hmm. You were talking about being a CEO. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. Like that. <laughs> you were so triggered when I first started using I it. I was so against that word. I was like, you, I don't want to be Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get that off of me. Ew. No. Now I feel I still don't want to be Jeff Bezos, but I feel a lot better about it. I feel a lot more comfortable with it. I will use that word myself mm-hmm. to describe myself. And I also never would have talked about it as I I introduced myself and I said, I run three businesses. Mm-hmm. That never would have happened yeah. a year ago. I feel like I take myself a lot more seriously in that sense now. I'm running things like I'm running three businesses, which is totally. cool. Yeah, you've had major shifts and we'll come back to that. But Leah, tell us a little bit more from your perspective. Like, do you remember what it was like before you made that? I mean, I can remember that call that we were on. I remember where I was. You know, I was sitting outside in a coffee shop and we were just like had this like long, beautiful chat. Can you remember kind of get yourself back into that moment and like tell me what was life like then and then versus like what it is now? Yeah, I remember that call too. I was sitting at my kitchen table and trying to have that conversation and my kids were like climbing all over me and like (laughs) everything. And it was like this, this is the problem. (laughs) But I actually want to start back like a little bit further. So 
we had right before 2020, literally like we moved to our new house, January of 2020, right. In like a more extensive area than we had been in before. And then everything shut down. Weddings were canceling, like all this stuff, everything was changing. And I really threw myself into like, this is my chance to like educate business wise. And I started doing all of the free calls, the free, whatever workshops, like all that stuff. And I came across your art of booking one. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was driving in the car, my daughter was sleeping and I connected so much with you because everything that you were saying about how you felt and what you were going through and having kids and this these fears about financial stuff and and the business and everything like I related really well and that made me like just right away I was like okay this is who I need to work with. <laughs> yeah. And so I did the art of booking and that that made a big difference in my business in terms of it really made me look at my numbers and figure out how to charge things. Now I do the custom packages, all this stuff. But I still didn't always feel very confident about it. And I'm saying like, I went from pre-art of booking, maybe I was charging under $2,000 for a wedding. And after art of booking, or maybe like my max, like my max, the highest package I ever booked pre-art of booking was like $5,000. And that was a huge deal for me. And then doing art of booking made me realize like really where my numbers needed to be. But I still kind of like, I would do the math and I would go, let me reel that back a little bit. Let me like, like pull it back. Cause that's too much. That's too far. You know, now I don't do that. <laughs> Incidentally enough, that $5,000 package, that wedding had to be rescheduled because they were scheduled for 2020. They are finally getting married this year. We are in the process right now of rebooking them for $11,000. Amazing. <laughs> Big differences, big shifts in yeah. like my confidence and knowing my yeah. and all of that kind of stuff. But where I was before I started the mastermind is like a little bit different where I kind of felt like, okay, like I figured some things out. I'm feeling better. I'm doing okay. Why does this still not feel strong and sturdy and mm -hmm. secure? Why do I still reel it back all the time? And on top of that, I was struggling hard with like balancing family and home and work that's still a struggle for me, but I'm a lot better at asking for help right now. You know, I think one of the big things that you told me right away was like, can you hire a babysitter? And I was like, no, <laughs> now, now <laughs> like, I'm willing. Yeah. I ask for help. I get those things. But yes, that was very much where I was, where I didn't want to ask for help. Now I'm, I'm outsourcing my editing. I'm hiring babysitters when I need them or <laughs> coming to mom's house <laughs> today mm -hmm. <laughs> and just finding ways to to make that stuff work. It is very much like that CEO mindset. Like I'm no longer feeling like I have to be doing, I felt like I had to be doing every part of the business in order for it to really be me. And I think that that stemmed from not feeling like I was offering enough, like not feeling like what I was doing was really good enough to be charging these prices, to do this stuff. I had to put the work in. I had to make sure that it, like, where is my signature on this? What has come out of outsourcing my editing is me discovering what my signature really is because I'm actually like in a really good mood right now because right before this call, I got the third version of an edit that has been just, I'm giving them notes on notes on notes on this. So it's not like I'm not putting the work in. I'm still putting a ton of work into making sure that these, these films are to my standards, are what I need them to be. And it's like finally there, like where I get choked up, even though I've, se I've been there, I've seen the wedding. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just really like everything has been very eye-opening. So it's, it's just a much different mindset at this point. 
Tori, did you see how she are still justified? Like she's still putting in the work, so she's still deserving of this. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> it's hard to let go of. It is. It is. Tori, will you share what difference you've seen in Leah from like beginning of the mastermind to now? Oh. I was like, you could have seen here from my perspective, but it's more fun for people to probably hear from you. That's fun. <laughs> so Leah, hi, I'll try not to make you cry, but I probably won't <laughs> try actually. So I just have this image in my mind of you like, you're always on your phone in the car with like your kids in the back <laughs> and you were like, I'm scrambling and I'm trying to figure this out and I'm trying to figure this out. And Elizabeth would be like, what if you had some help? And you would go, no, definitely not. <laughs> true (laughs) how could I have help I need to do everything (laughs) which I I get I resonate with that that is like the image of kind of like you at the beginning but you also seemed like a little reserved almost like over the course of the mastermind I've seen you like grow in confidence a ton your body language has changed when I like see you and when we talk you tend to be like still and like focused and present more, but you also have started and did start over time to share more of like more of you and more of the things that you like and more of your personality and like the confidence in sharing that I think has been a really big change from like, I have to do all these things and the business has to happen this way because that's what it's supposed to be to you have that like confidence now and you your energy feels like a lot more grounded and even just like watching how you've been on on Instagram which is mostly how I like see you these days I'm like oh yeah she's taking the things that are happening and she's sharing it and she's saying this is who I am take it or leave it and that's been really cool to watch so good. Yes. I couldn't agree more. I was going to say not only like, I wasn't sure if you were going to take it there, Tori, with like, not just the internal work that's happened, the big shifts that we've seen, Leah, but like that you've also learned how to take that now and put it out into the world. And that comes with a lot of, a lot of inner work, right? Like a lot of like, not just like shifting that from kind of scattered, like I'm not enough, I can't do enough into this like grounded, powerful energy of just like, I am, and that's enough, you know? But then also taking that into like, working through the fear of being seen, and now putting that out. Like, how do I be visible in that, in my like, I am enoughness, even with the possibility that people might like shake that, might throw me right back into that. Like, that's a huge, huge shift that I've seen in you. And it's just amazing to watch. Yeah, I think the more visible aspect is that social media thing, because I mean, I've been putting like real effort into making sure that I'm doing that. And you guys helped so much with that because it was, it was a combination of kind of pointing things out that I was just glossing over. Like, yeah, whatever, you know? <laughs> Do you want to give us specifics? Cause you like hid some really big things from us, like the whole mastermind. <laughs> yeah. The thing that stands out the most to me is like, we were talking about when I mentioned about one of my clients, like I was really nervous about delivering this film because this client is like an Emmy nominated TV producer. And you guys were like, hold on, <laughs> reel it back. Cause I just kept going. I was like, yeah. So I'm like really nervous about it. And then she, she was fine. She loved it, whatever. And you were like, well, can you like go back to that? 
because I would be plastering that everywhere. The funny thing that came out of that was I went to look her up because I was like, did she like she won it or she was nominated? And I went and looked her up and I found her on IMDb. And in the process, I was like, oh, yeah, I have an IMDb credit. I'm going to go check that out. And I typed my name in. I was like, oh, I have like four. Like it kind of even tied into like I had wanted to share about work that I've done outside of weddings. And it was kind of the perfect vehicle to do that. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful example because that's so much of what we all need reminders of, right? Like that's part of what coaching or being in community like this with like-minded people will help with because it helps you shift from like not making it enough and making yourself wrong for things that really like you don't have to, you don't have to be hard on yourself. Like it's okay if you need to have a hard day and it's okay if you need to hand something off. It's okay if you're in a season of life where like you just can't get to those things and, you know, like learning to like not make yourself wrong for that, but then also being able to recognize and like own your magnificence, like own where you are excelling, what you are amazing at. And like, sometimes we need an outside perspective to be like, hold on, wait a second. You've been hiding this from us for like the whole mastermind, but not only do you have like Emmy award-winning clients, you have all these like awards of your own. The list went on that day. I think there was like five or six things that we were like, wait, 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 wait. And why are you not blasting this all over the internet, right? Like, why is this not like what you're leading with, with your clients? Because this is something that you should be proud of. Like, there's a lot to own in that. What was that like for you? Like, was that a shift that you had to make internally to like, okay, yes, that's right. And then going from that moment into like being able to share it, like, did anything come up in the process of that? Yeah, definitely. I think I had to kind of toy with just getting my face out there in the first place. And I even, I had talked to somebody about, because I was feeling so overwhelmed by the social media stuff. I felt like I had a million ideas and I wasn't actually doing any of it. And I think that that is like a repeat thing, you know, (laughs) internally, that's just a repeat thing with me. And I had spoken to somebody and the first thing she said in terms of like what my social media was, was I don't see you. Where is your face? Like your work's beautiful. That's great. And I started to recognize that in what I saw of other people. Okay. If I'm seeing some work and it looks good and whatever, but like, I don't have any connection. I don't know if I trust fully. And I realized that I had to do that myself. I think it's really hard, especially as a mom. I think that comes into it a lot. My balancing motherhood and and owning a business where I'm so focused on the kids all the time. And I'm so focused on my role there and like the mom guilt and the this and that. And I have spending enough time with them. And, and I see, you know, my daughter like imitates, she'll open up a book and pretend it's a laptop and like be on a call and here, 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 hold my baby. I need to, <laughs> and it's this combination of like really proud and also horrified. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But mostly, mostly it's like seeing like, okay, I'm setting an example for her. Like she's paying attention to this stuff. So that's in my mind too. When I do that stuff, when I did that reel about the IMDB thing, they're in the back seat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in my car. Yeah. They're in the back seat. Cause that's when I can sit for them. I was like, I wonder if you're going to be able to hear work it out wombats on the, in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yep. watching my iPad. But it's letting that be enough, you know, that like you're still getting it, you're doing it. And that matters more. Yes. It's a matter of like just stepping forward and doing it and not beating myself up for not doing enough Mm -hmm. because that's the other thing too. There's this like freeze that happens. Okay, I have all these ideas, but I'm not doing them. Why am I not doing them? Why can't I just do it? And you like get stuck in that that cycle where it's like, just do one. Yep. And okay, it's been a few days. I haven't done something in a while. Maybe I'll throw something together. And if I don't, whatever. That sense of, I think something that you've said a lot that really resonates is what if you couldn't do it wrong? 
you can't. And so putting myself out there, what I'm hoping happens and what is ending up happening is that I'm attracting the people that I want to work with because they want to work with me. And kind of like, who cares if I don't attract a hundred people? I really only want to book 10 weddings this year. And that's the other thing that is has been like really eye-opening for me is like last year, my goal was five and I hit it. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's not even mid-February yet. And I have booked five. Mm, amazing. I still have room to to hit my 10, no problem, which feels really good. Yeah. All right, Tori, your turn. Leah, do you want to share what shifts you've seen happen in Tori from the beginning until? I do. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Tori is, they are the, like, that plant. You ever see those sped up videos of a seed opening and the plant starting to work its way out? That's, (laughs) and then the flower, like, that's Tori. It's beyond, like, I think when we, when I first joined the Mastermind, you were a lot more reserved and just seeing the way that you very much blossomed. The biggest shift I saw was when you started opening up to us about using they, them pronouns. I think that that was like a step into really being more of yourself and it impacted everything else. And I know through this, you know, like, yeah, in the beginning, I knew you were a harpist and then they do graphic design too. And Oh, and they they also paint and <laughs> all these things that that now I feel like you're not hiding those things anymore. And maybe you didn't mean to be hiding them before, but those are things that have now come forward. And again, like we're following each other on social media. So I see them post about the paintings and I'm using you as examples now when I talk to somebody else about social media stuff and I say, oh, you got to see what they're doing. Yes. <laughs> this is really good. I really like this idea. I'm saving some of the things that you've posted like as examples for myself to do. <laughs> you're not just stepping out of your comfort zone. You're not just stepping into more of who you are, but you're stepping into being somebody who's an inspiration to other people in a very real way. And we're going to continue to work together. We already talked about it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Do you guys think that those shifts that you have just acknowledged in each other would have happened this year had you not been in the mastermind? I'm like having trouble picturing not having been in the mastermind because I know I went into the year so like I'm gonna put myself out there and meet people. So kind of yes, because I went into it with that intention and then that happened to be the mastermind. But if I hadn't had that intention... And was just like, no, I just need to keep doing exactly what I'm doing. No, I don't think those shifts would have happened. Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful answer. Like you trust that if it wasn't the mastermind, it would have been something else to help you get there. Yeah. I posted something recently. I had this whole other like level, like peeling back of the like, what if I just do what I feel like doing? And it was my post about like the twilight thing. It was like, I don't know if yes. you saw that And it's because I had a couple reach out to me. They didn't end up booking, which was fine, which also I wouldn't have been like chill with, you know, a year ago. But they were like, we like Twilight. And I kept trying to reel it back in. And then on our like proposal call, they were like, <laughs> but what if it's just the Twilight songs? And I was like, okay, fine. I have all the Twilight music. Here it is. I have Bella's Lullaby. We're doing this. And I was like, what if I'm just like my weirdest self? And then I get like the fun, weirdest clients. Yes. I love that so much. That's what makes you magnetic too, right? Like you want to be repelling because when you repel the people that are not connected to you, then you're attracting more magnetically the people that are. 
be your weirdest self, please, for the benefit of all humankind. (laughs) Said to everybody, (laughs) always. I'm interrupting this episode to tell you that I have a brand new website that we are getting ready to release to the public soon, and it is going to be packed full with some new goodies and new information that I cannot wait to share with you. One of the things that's on there that I'm most excited about is the ability for you to receive a brand new money meditation freebie that I'm releasing into the world with the launch of it. And here's the deal. I actually want a few people to access it prior to that and to give me feedback on it. So if you're interested, because you're a podcast listener, I would love to give you access to it. All I need you to do is shoot me a DM on Instagram elizabethmarks.coaching. You can also find it linked in the show notes and let me know you want access and I'll send it right over to you. Thanks. And back to the show. What about you, Leah? Do you think that those shifts would have happened? I do not have that faith. (laughs) I think that shifts would have happened because I think I was reaching a breaking point. Mm. I don't know what the shifts would have been. Yes, I probably would have outsourced. I also probably would have done that thing where I say, okay, okay, you you did the work. I'm not going to ask for any changes instead of, you know, sending paragraphs. Like, no, 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 you need to do exactly this. <laughs> this is what I want. And knowing they can get there because I've been doing that, that confidence is a huge factor in it. So I would probably be muddling my way through, but I don't think that it would be the same. Even you're still pointing things out for me that <laughs> I don't catch myself doing. Like sometimes I'm like, I got to schedule that call. I got to... <laughs> I'm going to get back in touch because it's so helpful to have somebody who's outside of yourself, who's really so in tune with that stuff. I had a therapist this year and she wasn't, she wasn't as on point with things as you were. I don't see. <laughs> I know we joke about it being like business therapy or like therapy for business, but it's also, yeah, everything. It's beyond that. I think a lot about that day that I forget what really started it, but you were really pushing me into this question of what if you didn't make any money? What if? What would happen? You know, have that conversation. Not that I had to have that conversation, like a real conversation with my spouse about that, but I had to imagine having that conversation. And I remember that was the shift where in that I was repeating the things you were having me repeat. And I was... (laughs) And then you... (laughs) You were saying, okay, now say it in your mind to him. Mm -hmm. And that was what changed it. And it continues to change how I feel about that stuff and how I view that stuff and how I deal with in my own mind when there is something that I have created my own insecurity about something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I have to say like, no, this is not, I'm fine. This is okay. I don't have to fix this. I don't have to fix whatever this is. It can exist. It can be, it can be uncomfortable for a day or two. and that's it. We move forward. But that was a big shift. Yeah. There's two things that are coming to mind for me that I want to ask you guys. One of them is, what are your thoughts when somebody says, well, I don't want to think about the negative or think about my fears. I just want to focus on the positive. What would you say to somebody? And what have you learned maybe through the mastermind about that? Maybe I'll frame it up a little more. So Leah, you when you were just saying that, I'm thinking it might be helpful for people to know that like the reason that I was pushing and asking those questions is because there was a deeper fear for you in that, right? Does that help kind of give context of like facing the fear? Like, could you have gotten to where you want now had you just kind of been in the mindset of like, think positive, like only focus on the good? No, because 
that's another thing that I think I caught myself sort of doing through this. So let's let's get like really personal with finances, right? I didn't know how I was going to afford this. And I took a leap of faith. And I kept telling myself, I am trusting that things are going to work out. I'm trusting that I'm going to make enough money. I'm trusting that I'm going to be able to pay this off. I'm trusting. And all of the things, because I did my branding professionally. I did my website professionally. That was a huge investment last year. I am talking to you on a brand new computer right now because I needed it. And that was a huge step through the fear as well. And it was starting to feel like, hey, this is not working. I can't. I can't just say, well, it's going to work. It's going to work out. I had to really sit down with my finances. I had to have that hard conversation with my husband. This is where I'm at. I am not feeling proud of it. I'm feeling really bad about it. I didn't want to talk to you about it, but it like came out one day and okay, we will schedule a day to talk about it. I had to write everything out. I had to really look at it. And in doing so, then, okay, now I have a plan. Now I know what I can do to move forward and really make it happen and take those steps. But without facing what I was so afraid to face, it was just going to keep growing bigger. Yeah, It was just going to keep getting worse because ignoring it and saying, oh, nope, nope, it's going to work out. I'm going to do it. It's fine. Everything I trust doesn't do it. It doesn't work. I had to face that. People talk about shadow work and stuff like that. That kept coming up for me. And in hindsight, I think that might have been like, the message that I was supposed to be getting was about the shadow work because I haven't been getting it so much anymore. <laughs> and that might've been what it was about. <laughs> it's very much like you have to, I can say until my throat's sore that I work hard, but am I working on the right things is the difference. And having that help to figure out what those things are and to really like nail that focus, that changes things. Yeah. Tori, is there anything you want to add to that? I had like a couple different visuals I was picturing as you were you were saying that. And one of them being like kind of the same things that Leah said, you have to really break through some of those fears. Otherwise they're just going to stay there. Mm-hmm. And you're not really working. Like there's like a blind, like everything is going to work out. And this is something that I was kind of grappling with throughout our mastermind. Cause you focus so much on like mindset work and like the tapping and like believing in yourself that like it is going to work out. But I think in some ways, I'm like, I don't know, that feels like it feels like we're just blindly believing in whatever. But also that kind of can work, but only if you do the deeper piece of it too. Mm-hmm. If it's just the like positivity, it doesn't have like legs. It doesn't have like a foundation. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you need to almost like get delusional about it, like, but, but bring that into like the somatic experience of like moving that into your body where like you are so bought into yourself that your success is inevitable. Therefore, you can't help but have your success be inevitable, right? Because like you've decided that you are worthy and deserving of that and it's going to happen. So then you just like, don't care anymore like how it happens or when it happens what the timeline is and or you do and you deal with the frustration of you know it's not fast enough or it's not whatever enough right but we learn how to move through that and i've seen too like other friends who have now kind of started some businesses and things since i've been in the mastermind i see what i imagine you saw of like when you don't believe it and you don't believe that it can work it doesn't work no it doesn't. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And it's just like, 
being kind of not necessarily on the other side because I don't think it's ever going to be like on the other side of it. But I can like see it so clearly now. The like, oh yeah, if you don't believe that it's going to work, it is definitely not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you said that it's not like you're on the other side of it because it's not like, oh yeah, well, because you went in the mastermind, now you don't have any more issues, right? Like now you've solved all the problems. But what has shifted, I think, for both of you and for everybody that was in it this round is that now you have the tools. So you know how to move through it. And then that hope for me, at least for each of you, is that like then we get to not just like have the tools and know how to move through whatever's coming up, but we can collapse that time. We can shorten it. We can shorten it. We can go through it faster. We can move through it even faster. You can have those hard days or, you know, need to just rage or need to be super sad or let yourself cry about things. But then instead of it taking you a week and totally throwing off your game for your entire business for a week, now we've collapsed it to five days and now we've collapsed it to three days. And okay, great. Now we know how to move through that big feeling in a whole day or two days or whatever, right? Like that we've kind of just condense that time frame. That's a huge part of it. Do you guys have favorite tools or even a favorite practice or a favorite moment that you've learned throughout the experience? Leah's talking about having booked stuff at the beginning of this year. I started getting a bunch of inquiries too. And I've had a couple ones where I've like proposed, like I said, I was charging like 350 like before I met you. And now my rates start at 2500 for playing for a ceremony. And I've had some people ask me specifically about the cost. This is kind of like the perfect example. It was this couple, they were really excited. I proposed them some numbers. It was like the highest kind of proposal I had done yet. I had literally like went through everything and I was like, this is what I'm charging. I got an email from one of the people in the couple. What I read the first time I read the email, because it is not what they said. (laughs) What I read was... Why are you charging so much? How dare you charge that much? Ooh, so good. Good awareness, you know, that you were like recognizing that because your brain was like telling you that. Yeah. Well, I read it and that's what my brain thought. And so I was like, I'm going to go cry on my bed for a second. And I'm not responding to this right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not responding to it tonight. I'm going to cry. And then later I'm probably going to like feel like I want to draft something so that it feels a little bit more dealt with. But I'm not sending anything tonight. And so I did that and I was like sad about it and I had a glass of wine and whatever. And then when I went to draft it, I reread the email. (laughs) I was like, that's not what it said. He said, hey, (laughs) my fiance's parents are a little concerned. Do you have any advice for me on how to explain to them? (laughs) (laughs) You like totally read it as if it was a completely different email. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So he asked for a discount. I said, no, I don't do discounts. If you want, we can tweak the package and like take off one of these custom arrangements. If you wanted to like pare it down a little bit and that would put us at this price. And he was like, perfect. That's great. And then he booked. But I, yeah, I had totally read the email differently. And so I also think I've like cultivated a lot of like trust in myself that it's okay to not respond to an email immediately. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really important thing for me because that I'm like, it's not going to be the end of the world if I don't get back to him today. I can get back to him tomorrow after I've processed it a little bit and reread the email. <laughs> but like, yeah, I've learned that I will read something entirely different. <laughs> Depending on your state. 
what kind of mindset you're in. Yeah. One thing that I've recognized just in any kind of a mastermind or group coaching experience, one of the biggest things you just hit the nail on the head with it is self-trust. You know, that I've watched each of you just like learn how to trust yourselves more. Like Leah, you were saying, like, what if you can't screw it up? Like, what if there is no wrong way? What if you're not striving and trying to figure out like what's the right path or what's the right formula or what's the right strategy? Like, what if you could just choose and just like do it and just show up and let it be messy and like trust yourself that like, yeah, and if you mess it up and then you can always come back and fix it. Like you can trust yourself to do that too. I think that's a big thing too. I had mentioned to you about how, especially once you do one thing, you can just get inundated with emails and Instagram ads and Facebook ads for like, hey, do this, change this, do this about your business. And it gets very overwhelming very fast. I am signed up for way too many freebies and whatever. (laughs) And it's a lot easier to say no to those now. It's a lot easier to say, I don't need somebody else's answer for this. Not in a, I can figure it out myself kind of way. Right. In that I have, there is enough for me to to do <laughs> in this moment. There's enough for me to focus on and to work on. I can deal with that later. I don't have to fix it all right now. And the idea that I can kind of play with the business, I can do something different. And it doesn't mean that it's going to like impact or change everything. You know, it's just what I decided to do right now. And we'll see how it goes. So that's helped a lot too. I feel like I have a lot of tools to move forward with things. I don't need to, okay, no, I don't need to redo my branding. I'm happy with it. No, I don't need to redo my my website. I'm happy with it. I don't need the advice on how to do my pricing. Like I've, I've got it. It's easy to, to get really bogged down in that stuff. Yeah. I've been doing some of these calls, you know, for people that I've got some free coaching calls out. Side note, anybody wants in on them, I have a couple left open. (laughs) You can grab one. But free calls for like a kind of a free experience of coaching with me. And one of the things that I, it's like a pattern I keep seeing kind of play out in a lot of people that if they're, you know, florist or artist, painter, photographer, anybody, like it seems to be kind of across the board just as a creative there's a lot of comparison, a lot of like, oh, I am following that person, but they're just like so amazing. And then immediately getting like hard on yourself and like starting to spiral down to where you create, you know, some kind of a trauma response really of like, you were talking about freeze earlier, you know, fight, flight, freeze or fawn, right? And so I see that happening with a lot of people and trying to help them work through that. I'm curious just to hear from you because you have been in this kind of beautiful container breeding ground of like self-trust like do you find that you still deal with that or how do you handle when you come across somebody else's work that you look up to and admire do you feel jealousy how do you handle that I would love to hear from both of you about that well I had an experience recently also kind of related to that like I was saying as a harpist in my like wedding stuff, I had started out just kind of with the advice from like one of my teachers and like what I had heard from some other harpists. And I realized how much like unlearning I had to do of like this weird little like competitive, like stressful thing I had with other harpists specifically and working through that in a way that I can go, oh, I like what this person is doing. And then I get other people reaching out to me saying, I love what you're doing, which is part of why I started doing my own like a little course for wedding musicians specifically. Yes, you are. And you should all go check it out. Yes. It's going to be great. It is so <laughs> <I love> organized. 
<laughs> as someone who is an artist, a visual, an audio, and a like design, and like an educator person putting together, like a, we're going to walk you through it. It's lighting up all those parts of my brain, and it's fun. But realizing that we're not all pitted against each other, basically. And also, like, Leah, you talked about using some of my posts as inspiration. I have other posts, like, people, I'm like, oh, this person did, like, set list ideas. I can do that. And I'm, I trust that I'm putting my own spin on it. Totally. I have these really beautiful conversations now. I reposted one of them on my story with permission. This was cracking me up because it's another harpist named Victoria, which is my full name. <laughs> Victoria is my nickname. And I was like, so we chat every now and then about just like music and weddings and like posting and all sorts of things. And it feels like I'm working together with them which is fun. And that's also not to say that like, I definitely every now and then will still get some of those like freeze. Freeze was kind of my go-to response. And it happens a little bit more with like my wedding business, social media stuff. That was what I focused on the most in the mastermind. And so I feel really comfortable with it now and like my own voice now. And I'm starting to kind of develop like the music side of things and some of the design side of things. So I still get that a little bit more in those areas. What do you do to move through it? Yeah. So in some of the painting Instagram stuff, I started to go into freeze because I was like, I don't even know what I'm like out here saying. And the thing I came back to is like, it's a little like story I tell myself every time, mostly when I move to a new place, because anytime I move to a new place, I'm going to get lost 500 times. And it used to piss me off. And at some point I decided like, okay, no, my job my only job when I move somewhere new is to get lost. I love it. <laughs> and the more times I get lost, the better I'm going to know this new place that I'm in. And so I kind of fall back on that. I, I like when I start to feel and freeze, I go, okay, how many different ways can I mess this up? Let's try it. Yes. Yes. And that's that tends to be kind of how I get out of it. Yeah. Let's just mess it up. Let's do it imperfectly. Yeah. A, a friend of mine just reminded me the other day that like, was it Thomas Edison that people said like, but you try to create this light bulb, like, you know, hundreds, thousands, I don't even know how many times over and over again. And like, at what point did it feel like you were a failure? Like you never gave up. Like how, how did you work through that? And he was like, because I didn't, I didn't visualize it that way. I didn't fail ever. I just found however many thousand or hundreds of ways that it didn't work before I found the one that did. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what a beautiful reframe. And I, that's what I hear you saying. It's like, oh yeah, well, let's just like mess this up because then if I mess it up, then I will figure out what does work. And so if you're say stuck in freeze and you're not taking action and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Someone had told me once they had a professor who said that they have a yearly goal of like a number that they set every year of how many like rejection emails they can get. Oh, I love it. Because the more rejections they get, the more they put themselves out there and the more like they end up getting more opportunities. So like flipping that goal to be like, how many weird posts can I put? Yes. Not even just like, I'm okay with it being imperfect, but like how like imperfect can I make it? Just the full like inversion of that is what helps me kind of work through it. Totally. And I think there has to be a lot of nervous system regulation in order to feel safe to do that. 
I almost can like hear some of the calls that I have just been on recently. Like someone of them listening to you say that, they just like cringe, right? And like die inside, like, I could never, right? But you have to create a lot of like regulation in your body to be able to have, feel safe to do so. Leah, anything that you want to add to that? Yeah, I think I keep getting this like visual in my head of before feeling you talk about like comparing yourself to other people. I always felt very small looking up. If I saw work that somebody did or a post that somebody made, it was very like, I can't, I couldn't do that. Always that comparison game. But now I just feel a lot stronger. I feel a lot like bigger in my stance that if I see something like that, I see certain things now that like I maybe I followed whatever other videographer, like inspiration, like, hey, they do beautiful work. I'm going to like follow their stuff. And then I watch it and I go, well, that, that's not my style and that's not my client. And like, okay, that was a cool shot, but like, I'm not going to do that. And I don't feel bad about that anymore. <laughs> yes. And kind of seeing things for like idea wise for inspiration and seeing other people for who they are, that they're just kind of figuring it out too. You know, you talk about that, like being willing to fail at something, being willing to try it and just to play and to see how it works. I think that in making myself so small in my business. I was letting every decision I made and everything I did feel so big. And so if I did it wrong, it was a big deal. Right. (laughs) And now it's kind of, no, I am who I am. That part doesn't change. And if the thing that I do doesn't do great, then it doesn't do great. And it's just that separate thing from myself. So it makes it a lot more fun. Like we talk about these posts a lot because it's they're good examples of things where I can put just hours of effort into putting together like this perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> edited reel or something and it gets like a hundred views. Yep. And then the one that it's like a single clip with whatever trending audio gets like 5,000 yeah. and I'm like, okay. We like throw it together in <laughs> two minutes. There are no yeah. rules. <laughs> yeah. I think about that commercial where the guy's stripping his shirt off. There's no rules. All right. There's one rule. <laughs> <laughs> You just, as long as you're like doing your thing, as long as it's you and you're not like, yes, you can look to other people for inspiration, but you don't want to like copy somebody else because then it's, it's not yours anymore. And then, then you have a problem. That's more of a problem, I think, than trying something that is very you and it just like not working the way you thought it would. Yeah, totally. I just adore you both. And I'm really grateful for you to take the time to do this. I would love to hear if there's anything else that's calling to you that you feel like needs to be said or communicated or anybody that's listening that maybe would be interested in the mastermind, but might be feeling like, I don't know, is this for me? Is this going to be a safe space? Will I be seen? Will I be whatever, whatever kind of fears might be coming up for them? Is there anything that comes to mind that you guys want to add before we kind of close out? I think I didn't actually introduce my business before. (laughs) It's called A Lost Epic my last name and the letters are all rearranged. And yeah, I think the decision to do the mastermind with you, Elizabeth, has been like the best choice that I made in the last year. From the people that I met being a part of it and the support that I got from you 100% and from them as well. And it really, those weekly calls helped to to build my confidence so much. I mean, as I've said, and just knowing that not just that like I'm not alone in this stuff because we were all struggling with so many of the similar things, but that those struggles like don't diminish 
what I'm doing or who I am. Or the success you get to have. And as much as I want to say, like, you do have to put a little bit of trust when you're making like what might feel at the moment as like a big investment. You do have to trust a little bit, but you also have to kind of like just find a way to do the work to make it happen. And, you know, I'm at a point now I know like, okay, at this date, that's done. I figured that out. And then we're on to the next challenge. So it's hundred percent worth it. Amazing. Thank you. And we'll make sure we link both of you in the show notes too, so that people can follow you on, on IG. I wanted to say too, that like just deciding if you're deciding to like do the mastermind or not, there's obviously a lot of factors. One of them that was for me was like the financial side of it too. But like the deeper emotional question that I had to ask myself is like, do I feel worthy enough and like myself to invest in myself and what I want to do? Totally. And if the answer is no, I'm not ready you're probably not ready for the mastermind. And if the answer is like, I want to, or like, yes, I want to invest in myself. It's just going to be a continuation of making that same decision Mm -hmm. over however many months. That can kind of be like a really good litmus test of like, yeah, if you want to invest in yourself in this way and like take some kind of a risk, then that makes you a better fit. And if not, then you're not ready. And it's also okay. But I think that that's something that it comes down to also. If you're not ready to invest in yourself, how are you going to have that mindset to convince somebody else to invest in you? Mm, So well said. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because it's, again, not like the fear can't be there. Like we can still be afraid, but it's like, are we willing to make the choice? along with the fear and to to invest in ourselves and to choose like I deeply desire to feel worthy and deserving enough even if I don't fully feel that yet that saying yes to that kind of starts that process of unfolding and doing that work yeah over the last like year I feel like I've just gotten it feels like everything I've been working on and choosing that it's going to work and that has meant a lot of different things at a lot of different stages And it's feeling really good right now. I love it. (laughs) I can say that much. And it means something different now than it meant a week ago or three months ago or six months ago. What that decision means has meant, you know, it's meant a lot of different things. Totally. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. We'll make sure that we link all of your socials and all of that website, social, all of that will be linked in the show notes. So please go check them both out. Give them a follow, send them some love, reach out to them they're just amazing humans and I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to know you and work with you and we'll continue to follow and support you in any way over the next coming years bye guys thank you bye thank you bye if you're looking for more you can find me at elizabeth-marks.com elizabeth-marx.com or find me on instagram at elizabethmarks.coaching remember You are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.